Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Welcome back, everybody. We are back here for another episode of Bitcoin Roundtable. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, episode number 25. Libby, tell us this. We're very excited about our guest this week. He is the co founder of Airstace, and his name is Marco Soriano. Did I pronounce that right, Marco? No, you got it right on. Fantastic. Marco, welcome to Bitcoin Roundtable. Yeah, welcome. I am um, here once again with Darren and, of course, Libby. And let's get right into it. Marco, tell us about Airstage. What is the platform about? Where did you come up with the idea? And how long have you been doing it? So we're, we're a bunch of hotel owners around the world. One of my partners in Australia and I started discussing this in 2014 about what are the issues with the hotel business today in terms of cost and time management. Things were changing, of course, um, with a lot of the hotels that we own worldwide, and we, we started pivoting into the technologies today. So we set up our own OTA platform with a channel manager below. And what that means is you finally have in the market a centralized system of OTAs so that you can control the sales distribution channels that your hotel is using for keeping up with the demand. Okay. And uh, that's very important because you today, as you know, there are Expedia, there's Booking, there's so many of those OTAs out there. And the problem with those fellows is that they are extremely expensive. In some areas of the world, they could be anywhere from 20% up to even 45% of your bookings. So that limits the amount of money that a hotel owner or hotels would have to self-promote meaning you rely on those guys no matter what. Okay. And then there's other economic indicators that you have to follow in terms of trends to what is happening, depending on where what your hotel is doing in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, with Brexit or with a lot of the terrorist attacks that we've had in Western Europe that kind of diminish a lot of the tourism that was going to these places. So there's so many interdependence factors that you have to account for and, and in, in trying to bring out a solution, we created this platform. Now, the booking wasn't enough because we started connecting the segments from booking your hotel, finding your place to stay to transportation. How do you get from the, the hotel to the airport and vice versa? Right. So we, we made a round of investments as VCs because this is how we act in a company called Bellhop. And Bellhop, right now, it's a company that is out on the market. It's an aggregator of basically every existing share ride transportation system. So our partnerships are with Uber, Lyft, or Arrow, TaxiFly. So whenever you go to cities like New York or big cities in the US or say, for example, in the UK, London, you're able to actually see what these parameters are based on pricing, what's most cost efficient for you and fastest to get to you. Right. So transportation, the segment two, segment three, I brought on board the founder of OpenTable because we thought gastronomy or dining is extremely important to support the hospitality sector. Mm -hmm. His name is Eric Mao. He decided to join us at a senior level, advisory level, and he has been extremely helpful for us to understand the importance of technology in, in, in a much broader view. Clearly because of the mistakes that he had to go through himself when they were doing technology back in the days in the garage, right? Yeah. 
now he's one of the success stories of the U.S. Right, a mm-hmm. company that was sold to Priceline for two point six billion dollars back yeah. in two thousand, which today that would equate to almost ten billion dollars. And in, in, if you get to sell a company, yeah. <laughs> so we're more than happy and glad to have it on board. And and then the fourth segment to this, which we're right now we're working with, is concierge point systems for concierge points. Period. Meaning the activities, whether they're popular or cultural activities that you, as a traveler, are looking for. So, if you're traveling for leisure, you probably want the fun activities. If you're traveling for cultural purposes, then you want to go to the museums or right. landmarks that the city offers you. So, we're trying to connect those dots, all four of them, within a single ecosystem, so that the traveler, whether it's for business or pleasure, has this great experience. Now. Because of the trends and patterns in today's technology with blockchain and cryptocurrencies, we decided to create our own cryptocurrency, which we called it Stay, which is right? Airspace. <laughs> it kind of became the word. It wasn't a five-minute brainstorming discussion, but we're not even arguing about it. Yeah, it's simple and it works, right? Very simple, and you can play with it. Come over and stay with us, or yeah. stay over, yeah. and, and so on, so on. So this cryptocurrency that we're talking about became an ICO, and it launched privately on June 15th of this year. We raised about $1.5 million within the first two days. Right, okay. Within our private networks. And right now we are um, tech development and deployment for the next 60 and 90 days mark. So by September 1st, October 1st, you should be able to see the actual app and mechanisms so that it allows you to buy the crypto, convert it into a crypto digital wallet and be able to use it from within this infrastructure of ecosystems that I just mentioned to you. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's that in a nutshell. <laughs> How's the app development side of things? I really love the aspect that you're tying in all of the elements that would surround a typical hotel stay by obviously a non-resident, right? Because you're serving all their needs, the transportation, the, the gastronomy side of it, as well as the events-based, right? What do I do? Maybe I have a nine-year-old with me. I want to go to the aquarium or something. And perhaps the points will, will cover something like that. How do you get all that built into an app that would be somewhat easy to use. Sure. So we've come up with several mock-ups already, but you have to understand that the technology already exists. We're not, in a way, reinventing the wheel. So right. when you're looking at booking systems, that's already out there. We're also offering within that sector a digital key, allowing your mobile phone to become basically your room card key to, to your hotel. We're calling that, for example, Skip the Desk. So you're able to check in your time, your arrival time, and pass on your information, your passport to the management of the hotel where you have already had booked, and automatically your phone becomes your key to your room. In the meantime, you're arriving, you've already booked your transportation, and you're arriving to your hotel just to get through everything, and you don't have to make those lines anymore. That's fantastic. There's nothing more frustrating, I find, because I do spend a lot of time in hotels. At the end of the day, you're hot, you're tired, you're whatever, and then you got to go stand in line to check in to show your credit card for what reason? So uh, I really welcome it. I think it would be great. Yeah, and it's still happening, right? Anywhere you travel, and and things change all the time, right? Post-9-11, traveling 
became really a hassle because now you have to go to TSA security checkpoints and whatnot, depending on what country you're going through, yeah. and that just takes away two hours easily from your time. Yeah. But that gave birth to a whole different concept within traveling where airports became shopping malls. Yeah. Because they know if you're going to be spending two to three hours there, you may as well spend time shopping or eating. Yeah. So you have to think about it from emerging or, or growing from within these mistakes or whatever it's happening around the world. So this is kind of like our objective and and mission statement for the company where we're going to be adapting ourselves through a technological solutions platform for traveling. I mean, it sounds awesome. It just seems like... A huge undertaking, I guess. But seeing the you know the partners you've signed on, it seems like they've all got their pieces that that kind of fit together in the oh, in the grand sure. scheme of things. For sure, for sure. A lot of these partners are already out on the market in, independently, and they're doing their money. They're doing right. Yeah. They're making the revenue. So we just come on board to kind of create a much bigger brand. This is not any different from what Johnson and Johnson does with several goods that they yeah. have out on the market, right? Yeah, they just wrap it all together for brands. And they're still going to do a great job. Yeah. So in, in terms of technology, interfacing these companies or these existing platforms through their APIs, it's what takes time and yeah. it needs to be done smartly. So we'd rather do it with people we are already invested in. Right. Meaning we have full access and there is no discrepancies and glitches or any type of hacking that could potentially happen or, or cyber attacks, which is another thing that is happening most commonly today yeah, right. in the cryptocurrency world. So we manage two tech teams. One is based in the US and the other one based in Australia. Right. And we kind of compartmentalize all the work that needs to be done in order to maintain control. Right. From a hotelier's perspective, I've read some of the, the white papers. I mean, I see the appeal that you're bringing to the table as far as lower advertising costs kind of as a percentage of revenue, which is substantial when you're dealing with thin margins as all competitive hotels run, right? It's a volume-based business. What kind of a response are you getting? Uh, or actually, maybe how do you approach the hotels? Or are you approaching hotels? Yeah. And is the impetus on them to say they don't have the ability for the you know the iphone entry on their locks or something like that so how, i guess it's a niche question but no, 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 what, no, what, no, what 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 do you encounter with that do they decide to that it's it's worth it so they'll undergo the cost of doing this or is that part and parcel of maybe a pitch in the package from your end if you join us then we may subsidize some of the cost for you how do you encounter that when you you have a hotel that definitely needs to upgrade to really come to the table for you excellent question so we do have different ways of dealing with different hotels practically we're going to start with our very own which yeah. is a significant amount of rooms, about over 100,000 rooms that we have worldwide. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we're just going to upscale to other hotels. So by, by showing this through examples, a lot of the hotels that are already out there, and I'm talking about small, medium chains that are typically the ones that suffer the most. Yeah. And remember, you have Airbnb in the market too, which is right now head-to-head with hotels as yes. well because they have similar inventory around the world, yeah. similar cost different experience so in the u.s for example last year alone it was one out of three people that were choosing to use airbnb rather than go through an ota to book a hotel room and be in a hotel per se so what we're trying to do is teach the hotel owners how to better manage their distribution channels for sales it doesn't mean that airstays 
when it hits the market, it will be better than Booking or better than Expedia or anybody else. It's, it's impossible to say that because these guys have been around for almost 20 years, each one of them, right? Yeah. But it gives you the access to allow to centralize first the distribution sales channels and then minimize the cost over time. And this is what we're telling them. Right. Now, if you're the hotel owner and you accept the cryptocurrency that we've got, is where incentives come into place. So say you accept the payment, you will get tokens for being the hotel. The first hotel for accepting the tokens in the area, in the region, wherever it is the hotel is located. So these are ways of incentivizing not only the hotel owners, but also the users of the token. So if you travel and you're booking your hotels through stay, or you're booking your first ride through stay, or you're paying with stay, your dine, your, your dinner, we'll give you more tokens. So ultimately, as an OTA, we become the free mechanism because you're spending but you're earning at the same time tokens yes. that you can redeem, you can transfer, you can give. Right. You know, we have enough in the bank, we have enough reserves to do this for, for some time. You know, we're putting 93 million tokens in, in public distribution hands, right, for people to use freely. And then we have reserves of about 55 million more that we're going to be using for incentivizing projects. Mm, right. That's a way of kind of creating a, a micro economic system within this ecosystem, right? You can still pay with fiat money, you can still pay with dollars or euros, whatever you may want to use, but you have the option of that too. Just the same way the credit cards were introduced to the market for the first time, right? Everybody was like, what? Credit? Right. How does that work? I'm not even making that kind of money, but I'm going to spend it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Sure. And the difference with this is that you're buying stay with your fiat money, so you know exactly how much it is that you have, you know, based on whatever the Ethereum is doing in the market, which today, you know, yeah. it could be anything. But it's just doing great. I think Ethereum is going to do much better than Bitcoin. Hmm. Now you said you have over a hundred thousand rooms currently amongst your group. Is is that correct? Is that what I heard? That's right. If you can reveal, where are the majority of those rooms, those hotels? What countries? What cities? Sure. So the majority is in Spain. We have about a hundred and thirty hotels in Spain, and then throughout Europe, I would say as a continent, would be probably the majority of those rooms. Then Latin America is a big client. The Caribbean. For sure, we've been there for quite some time. Cities like New York, San Fran, LA, Miami. We have a presence in Australia, Asian in China, we're as well there. So wow. We're, all, we're in all seven continents. Okay. This is something that I, I worked with my family for several years. My grandfather started in the 50s and we just kind of evolved with today's technologies. Right. And hmm. blockchain is just kind of like the best way to go about it because now you're talking about you know, having ledgers where you can actually keep track of everything, every single transaction. So nobody can tell me in another hotel right. if, if there's some fraudulent behavior going on and somebody's cooking the books. Yeah. Nobody right. can do that anymore. You know, we're going back, just to take you back in time, you know, with the ledgers, everybody was keeping different ledgers and all these different hotels and numbers were not matching. And now we had to hire accounting firms to try and figure out where the discrepancy was. Yeah. Now with blockchain, we solve that. We don't have to worry about that because everything is printed. It's a digital print, and you have your date, you have the amount. You know who did it, and nobody can erase that, which allows you to really be transparent with managing your own books. Now, as an entity, as Airspace, we would allow our clients to be able to see that too in all types of transactions. So whenever we stake in our own coins for people to have better value on their coins. Right. You can see it. You can actually track You have the transparency from both sides, right? I was reading quite a bit on Airstace, and I 
read something, and sorry if I don't regurgitate it correctly, but it talked about how if I, for instance, were used to staying in five-star hotels and I'll just put a dollar value on $500 a night and Darren's used to staying in it's called a more economy hotels <laughs> at a hundred dollars a night. <laughs> Only an example. But what I got from it was that the tokens that we earn are not related to the dollars we spend. Is that correct? No. No. Okay. No. They they are related. So remember that the token has a, a, a next value. Yes. Which can be converted into whatever fiat cash you want so that's out to you there are two markets when you're talking about the usability or utility of a token the primary market where you're transacting day to day for example you're going to grab a cab you're going to be able to pay with a credit card or with cash you know you go to china you cannot pay with cash or credit cards anymore everybody's using wechat or alipay i don't know if you've been to china lately but that's how it is oh wow Okay. And even if you ask to pay with a credit card or cash, they'll look at you in a very strange way. Yeah. So this is China today. They're already at that level. That's amazing. So with the use of tokens, right? Europe is probably the best market right now. I'm I'm learning from helping Latin American ministries because this is what I'm doing as an advisor to Latin American ministries of tourism. Yeah. For them to even understand the concept of blockchain and cryptocurrency, what solutions it brings to markets. But this is my job as co-founder of this company and understanding this business because I've been at it since I was a kid. That's how your value is measured. Now, if you're in the secondary market trading for it, yeah, then you are depending on any type of risk measurements or volatility that the market has to offer. What we're trying to do from a primary market perspective is to bring about a more legit ecosystem so that people can understand that this is this is fine this is doable that you don't have to worry about 4x for example right if i'm exchanging euros for dollars anybody in when you i'm pretty sure you guys too anytime you had travel you have lost value on your money oh certainly sure always yeah. and when you travel out there you still lose more value so at the end of the day regardless of what the market's behaving in a secondary market you're still losing 30 to 40 percent value on your currency right so we're trying to resolve that issue by kind of creating a fix or index price to it so that that cup of coffee that you're going to buy in london is the same as the one in new york or buenos aires right then the state token is well i mean it's a global token right so it has its own value as long as it's introduced and accepted through all the platform that we've got then you're golden you can use this and that's the demand right the demand is going to be increasing And we, as the actual proprietary owners of the token, we control the supply. So we can definitely help the value go up when it's necessary based on the demand in the market. So we're not going to put it all out there until we see an actual demand when it starts. Mm -hmm. The most recent case, if you guys have heard of the airline Emirates, Emirates made the announcement as the very first booking airline platform that is going to be accepting crypto and is allowing you to do VR and AR now for booking as well, which is something that we're looking to do. Is that right, eh? Yeah. (laughs) So as long as you have one of those VR cameras, you can actually navigate the actual airline. In our case, you will be able to navigate each one of the assets or hotels and be able to see for the first time what your room actually looks like before you even book it. Because that's another thing. 
yeah, yeah. Until God knows what you're going to get. <laughs> you were working towards giving the users a full virtual preview of the rooms That's which the they are looking at. Going, and it's yeah. VR and AR that we're going to try and implement. With I don't think we're going to be able to do this in all the hotels at once, but some of the hotels I will probably consider premium. Yeah. Content, you know, yeah, work from the top down. To, to have that experience and be able to, for the first time, have a choice. You know, like, okay, I want that room. No, yes. whatever you're going to give me at that price. Right. And that's another thing, right? When you're looking at economic indicators for the hotel, you're looking, you know, what they call the, the ADRs, right? The average daily rates, which could change within 24 hours. That's sure. why companies like hoteltonight.com are good for that, right? Yep. So the ADR are changing all the time. So these systems that we're going to have will allow you to kind of maintain an equilibrium of pricing as well because it's going to make it more marketable to the, to, to the hotel goer. Right. Hotel owner, it's easier to keep track of that and, and be able to promote as well from within the platform is going to be used for that as well. It's interesting. I didn't realize you had so many rooms already yeah. using this day's token, I guess you could say. But... Our, our onboarding, we're estimating about a quarter of a million rooms by the end of the year. You know, one of my questions I was going to ask you before was, what do you feel you need to achieve to gain critical mass to make it work. I guess I could still ask the question. It, it sounds like you're already past that. Critical mass for us, we're looking, when we get to that 2 million mark of rooms, I think would be great for us. And we're going to be working towards that in the next couple of years. You know, having access to, say, one of our partners, Digital Key Partners, which is Open Key in the U.S., they have already 80,000 rooms on board that we can just piggyback on it. Right. Uh, Boom. Right. Yeah, boom, you're in, right? These are already converted rooms with digital key, so all we have to do at that point is just say, you know what, we're the cheaper platform with all these different tech modules, yeah. and it costs you nothing. It's a no-brainer. It's a self-service system, and you have the app out there for your users, you just got to sell the hell out of it, right? Right, sure. That's, yeah. that's one aspect of it. Now, the other company is Bellhop. Bellhop, with all this inventory, drivers, Right? Yeah. They're all travelers. These are all flyers, you know. So, in a way, you can create so many different marketing programs where you can even say, you know, all right, you're taking a ride, an Uber ride from JFK all the way to Manhattan, which is about 30 to 45 minutes. Why don't you take a 10 question quiz and we'll give you 10 tokens just for doing that? Right. So, there's so many different ways of incentivizing the traveler to be engaged and have a different experience and actually have a voice onto how traveling should be in the future. Yeah. So we're going to be working with this inventory that we've got access to, to do that. And the same thing goes for open table at the restaurants. An open table is already a beast of its own in the world. It's just a matter of tapping with these inventories and being able to leverage the marketing campaigns and what direction the company really wants to take, which right. is really my function from within the company. could argue that you're quite possibly one of your bigger problems is pruning, you know, or determining which options that you don't want to take right now, perhaps. It just seems yeah. like you have so many options available. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of work, but. Yeah, so we ended that whole brainstorming session for quite some time, and we're doing, we're doing this twice a week. Really? This is week for us since we started the blockchain system for the whole company week 18. We yeah. hit that mark just now. And we talk about this twice a week. And I'm talking about a team of almost 25 people already involved on board. Wow. Yeah. This is worldwide because we're in the U.S. 
Yeah. But we're in the east and we're on the west coast. We have people in Sydney, Melbourne. We have people in the UK, London, and Zurich, and Prague. Yeah. So you can only imagine. You know, there's a one-time slot that we can all talk, which is between six and eight p.m. You need it. That many people. I mean. You need it. Yeah. Keep the focus yeah. going. Yeah. And it's great to have all these great ideas from all these different perspectives and places in the world because then now you have to just make that, you know, one decision. All right, which is the strategy that we, we're going to do? And right now, as we're calling our proof of concept, the POC. So our proof of concept will be delivered, and that's what I was saying, within 60 days, which is this app that is going to already have all these different mechanisms of how stay the wallet and the interchanging of the token from within the mechanism will work. Really? Oh, yeah, man. We're really excited about this. <laughs> that's very cool. Uh, kudos to your developers. Yes. I mean, that's... They're good guys, man. And they're very, very, very excited about the opportunity because, you know, what it is about tech guys is if you give them enough ideas and they can build them, you just got to keep on pushing them. Yeah. Until you get them to the right spot. You know? And I get yeah. technology all you want. I'm an economist, right? Uh, <laughs> but when, when they get very tacky with me, I'm like, whoa, 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 time out, time out, guys. <laughs> yeah. We have great communication. Among yeah. Teams, and this is, this is a key, very important. And I say that to all the startups and ICOs that are out there, communication among your team members, it's extremely important. Yeah. Personally, I really love the platform in regards to Airbnb because I've been using Airbnb a little bit more than I ever have over the last couple of years. And my biggest complaint about most Airbnbs is that you have to arrange to meet the person that owns the place. And I'm telling you, I have been down alleys. I've been in parking lots. I've waited. I've waited in lobbies for a half an hour for people. And, you know, I like the experience. I like the fact that I can get, you know, that condo in downtown Toronto for a couple hundred bucks as opposed to my hotel. But if they can somehow or you can partner or imagine you probably are partnering with Airbnb and anybody who comes on and lists on Airbnb now, if they were to implement your platform and put, sorry, I don't remember what technology you call it. Digital key. Digital key. Let's force them to do it. I guarantee. I'm happy to start those rounds. Actually, I was talking to one of the VCs into the Airbnb round, the latest one, because they've had so many of those. Yeah. But Airbnb has more issues than you think. And one of them is the subsidies, it's the sub leasing that they're doing without the owner's permission. Right. And there are countries and there are jurisdictions where that is not allowed. Unless it's your property, then you can do whatever the hell you want. But if it's not your property, you shouldn't be ripping profits off of it. Because regardless, tears and wears happen. You know how it is. They do. I had a case where I have an apartment here in New York City and I'm renting it out. A guy came all the way from Beijing, told me that it was just him and I had a roommate at the time. He came with six people to uh, the place and I wasn't even around. Yeah. And I, my phone rang 24-7 from my roommate cursing me out. What the hell did I do? Yeah. And it was a whole week, man. So was it worth it to me as an apartment owner to make this $500 or whatever it was? Yeah. No, no. So, you know, there are issues there that Airbnb 
I think need to. Need, I think they already do understand. I don't know if they actually care at this point because they're so big. But Fair enough. Yeah. Eventually, it'll come to a head. They don't really own any properties. They're not building. They're not doing anything. It's just using somebody else's property and not creating. Well, it's okay. Technological platforms are alright. In our case, from a fundamental point of view, we do own our own restaurants, our own hotels, our own stuff, our own technology, right? Yeah. So it's just we have a different perspective when it comes to this, to consumption, to consumers, or creating a better experience for the consumer. Well, I mean, it sounds like a lot of the technology that you and your partners have developed maybe, was it fair to say, almost a way to give the hotels the technological advancements that they've kind of lost to Airbnb? Like Airbnb has that concept of a fairly virtual purchasing experience whereas uh, the hotels were maybe a bit behind now with your platform it basically just brings them right up to the, the futuristic level right where they can literally sure. get to the room and walk right in yeah, yeah. well there's a lot of other issues that a lot of big companies do is that they buy for example they book a hundred rooms to say it's the high times in the summertime, June, June, July, and August. Those one rooms that you have, I don't want them, you, I don't want you guys to book them, I want to pay you whatever you want. So they'll say they'll pay a hundred dollars per room for the three months, then they can do whatever they want with the price. Right. So that's giving them a little too much control on pricing in the market too. Car rental company have this issue as well. Yeah. So when you're looking at these aggregators, they all have to be transparent. I don't see transparency enough in these platforms right now. Oh, I'd agree. I read that it's currently launched in Australia right now. We started out with one hotel there. It's called Purchase. Okay. Purchase, if you go on to the OpenKey app, which is already live, you can actually find it there. And you can book it and you can use the digital key. That was our beta or trial hotel. Then we did another one in New York, most recently, Ojica Castle, which is one of the hotels that belongs to the historical hotels of America. There's only a number of those. Okay. And we did a nice uh, nice video showcasing the technology and, and getting the, the perspective of the owners and hotel owners about you know the use of the cryptocurrency as well as the use of airspace as, as a new platform for them. Um, then we have another hotel, the HM International, which is down in Guayaquil, Ecuador, okay. which belongs to a fellow who happens to be the president of the Hotel Association of Latin America. So... Ah. It's strategic ways. <laughs> I see, okay. So the world that this is in, in practicality. So those are our trials and they have been going great because we get this feedback obviously every month, if not every week. Yeah. Uh, the group of commissions that we've got are probably the best. So this is what we're trying to anticipate, the scaling up of this. How many people can I have? in a given geography at a time or how long will it take me to train them to make sure that they can maintain do whatever maintenance or technical work that needs to be on the premises so we train the hotel staff and we have our own support and staff which is 24 7 over the net and then you have people probably most likely on ground just to give you uh, you know whatever help you need oh, really? once again it goes back to the kind of staff that you've got if you go into a five-star hotel the staff that is working there and is trained there is probably much better capable of understanding this stuff than if you go to a three-star, two-star hotel where they cannot even afford and probably have their grandmother working 
right. and yeah. behind counter to do the check-in and the check-out. So for sure. You, we have to account for all these different indicators when we're dealing with our clients. Right. Or, or huh? yeah. And that's what makes it personal, right? It makes it a personal touch. Yeah, that's right. Wonderful. Well, I guess we should probably start wrapping up soon, Marco. Um, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about Airstace that we haven't already covered? Like, I'd like to thank you for, for giving me the chance to talk to your to your audience, your listeners. Um, I think, and we all know that traveling, along with what blockchain is causing in, in the world, the trend, trends and patterns are we're seeing, is a spectacular. Uh, I tell people, do not miss the ride. If you have the train in front of you, get on it. Try it, test it, feel it, give us feedback, reviews, whatever it may work. Uh, We are definitely listening actively and we're going to be ready in 60 days. So if you start the countdown, the Telegram chat room where every day we're on it. So come and talk to us anytime you want. I'm, uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. My wife tells me that we need to start traveling a little more, so I think I might actually get involved and start doing what I'm told. <laughs> With a happy wife, is your life. That's what they say, don't they? They got it. Very good. Well, thanks for your time, Marco. Really appreciate it. I've learned a lot about Airstays. And yes. I wasn't expecting it to be as deep as it was. It's you, you got a real platform here, so... Thank it's you, interesting. Thank you. Hey, this is where you got to talk to the founders or co-founders, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Thanks again, Marco, for coming on Bitcoin Roundtable, and we wish you all the success in the world. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Enjoy your night. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. <laughs>